Welcome to your one-stop shop for some of the best dirt track racing coverage in the Carolinas and beyond. We feature the SEDRA, the Carolina Sprint Tour, the Carolina Clash, and the Ultimate Super Late Models. Hear from some of the best personalities in dirt track racing. This is Doomwich on Dirt. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Doing Which on Dirt. I'm your host, Evan McCrory, and today is going to be episode 44 on today, September 26, 2023. Uh, we had a decently full weekend of racing uh, this past weekend, the weekend of the 22nd and 23rd. I unfortunately didn't make it anywhere. I wanted to make it up to Traveler's Rest for the CR race, uh, GM602 uh, um, performance, almost said sportsman. Uh, 602 performance with Luke Cooper winning. We'll go over those results. Also wanted to make up to Carolina Speedway for their 10,000 to win enduro. Uh, some of our buddies Randy and James were up there with the Roughing Fenders podcast. So uh, I'm going to go into a little bit just a winner and a little bit of the controversy with it with somebody getting thrown out for the big $10,000 check. But if you want full in-depth analysis, if that's what you want to call it from Randy, Roadside Randy and James, uh, TPM also known for uh, Trailer Park Mayor, uh, go check out Randy's episode this past week of uh, bring her a lawn or bring him a lawn chair, bring a fucking lawn chair. I don't know uh, the Roughing Fenders podcast. I'll share on the on the page in a little while on the Dunes on Dirt Facebook and that stuff. But yeah, uh, if you're just listening to this in podcast form, I am also recording this for Facebook Live. Just seeing if anybody had interest in that and uh, might upload it to Facebook. We'll just see it later how how it turns out. But in today's episode, I am not going to be having a guest today. I was I had somebody lined up and it just didn't really work out. And uh, I would say it's maybe like a little bit of a lull. We just have a little bit, a little news for next year, a little bit of stuff coming still for the end of this year to talk about, and still a decent bit of results. So we're going to get go into that. And uh, Carolina Clash was supposed to race this weekend. They were supposed to have the seventy five hundred to win. Big C Memorial at Fayetteville that end up getting rained out, and I know Fayetteville still race at other divisions like the 602. Uh, excuse me, Microsoft. Same thing happened to Randy in his episode, but uh, 602s and other divisions still raced at Fayetteville, and I know I know that because Willie Milliken was there racing. Uh, still seeing the fans that wanted to see him in the Super the day before, and yeah, uh, I hope they're able to get another super race there by the end of the year i feel like they could fit it in i feel like there's plenty of open weekends for the carolina clash to do that because uh, they don't have too too much uh too many more weekends i feel like i know they got blue gray i know they have harris i think no they don't no they don't they got clash clash will be at sumter for the gibbons on the 7th. I get that confused because Carolina Sprint Tour is going to be at Harris for what was going to be their season finale that's now at Sumter because of the rain out from August 26th. And I know that was kind of mean talking in his articles to go from my elbow to get around to my ass there. But uh, I feel like there is plenty of open weekends for Carolina Clash to reschedule that. And I feel like they could get that done very easily. Uh, depending on what else uh, Fayetteville has scheduled for the rest of the season. But with our other tracks and series of what they got coming up this weekend and what happened this past weekend on the 23rd, we're going to go check out where some of our buddies were with the Seahaw and the GM602 Performance Late Models. They were at Traveler's Rest Speedway on Saturday. We're going to go over that. 
Uh, shout out to our boy Caden Presnell for picking up the qualifying on Friday night, I believe it was. It might have been Saturday. I don't think this was a two-day event. No, it was one day. He had the qualifying time of a 20.653. Second was our friend of the show, Justin Harris. Third was Ricky Hill. Fourth was Trent Blackwell. Fifth was Chase Stevens. They had a 14-car field, and in the feature ended up being Ricky Hill picking up, I believe, his first career SEHA Seahaw win over Trent Blackwell, Caden Presnell, Justin Harris, and Dean Riddle. Uh, 13 did the entire feature, or at least most of them. Uh, one do not start was the A53 of Austin Haskins. I uh, don't know why he didn't start, but still a decent feel for them. They usually pull more cars, but uh, I'm not too sure where else other guys could have been off. They could have been getting ready for other events coming up. Like I know some of the, I know SCDRA cars aren't allowed, but there's a lot of front wheel drives getting ready for uh, King of the Compacts at Florence in a few weeks on the 6th and 7th. So I know that's a big thing at the top of mind for a lot of front wheel drive drivers. Front wheel drive drivers. Okay, makes sense. Getting ready for that in just two weeks. Uh, still awesome to see them do that. And shout out to Luke Cooper for picking up that 602 GM win. I believe that's his third, third or fourth victory of the season because I know he got a win at Lakeview. He won it at Cherokee, and then he won this one, I believe. Might have another one in there. Sorry, Luke, if I'm missing one. But, yeah, let's go down. I want to try to find that before we get out of here. Go to those results just a little bit. It was Luke Cooper. Second was Davis Smith. Third, Michael Smith. Fourth was Jake Jackson. Fifth, Barry McDowell. Sixth was Preston Demsdale. Ninth was Colton Aver Demsdale in the 0-1. And tenth was Dustin Taylor. A little 10-car field for that. Hot laps was David Smith. Qualifying was David Smith. Uh, ninth slit, uh, Luke and David just went... Oh, sorry for podcast listeners there. I just punched the mic because I like moving my hands around. <laughs> David uh, David Smith and Luke who pretty much just swapped spots on that front row. And Luke picking up a win. Like we always say, he's one of the brighter young stars in the Carolinas, I feel like. And I feel he's going to be around for a really long time. And he has a good family, good ride behind him, a good longhorn. And... I'm, Longhorn, that better be right. <laughs> There's too many people and too many different car manufacturers to get it right all the time. But let's move on from Traveler's Rest, and we're gonna go check out what happened with our buddies at East Lincoln Speedway. Hunter Weaver and the Modified Boys were in the house, and they had Renegades, they had Pro Four Thunder Bombers, Front Wheel Drives, and X Gen Kids, American Racer, Oklahoma Modifieds, and the Pierstock V8. Uh, just go over those results real quickly as my computer's going crazy. And great. Oh, there we go. Renegades, your feature winner was Jeff Parsons from Union Grove, North Carolina. Second place was Ronnie White. And third was Christian Jolly. It was a 10-car field. The man that's usually been dominating most of the season so far was Paul Fassage. He finished in fifth. Your heat winners for that were Ronnie White and James Parsons. Uh, Jeff, James Parsons. Jeff Parsons, excuse me. Renegades Hot Laps with Jeff Parsons, Pro 4 Feature. Okay, so our buddy Cody, Cody Verbose, uh, he had issues with his car. I can't remember exactly what mechanically or wiring-wise what it was, but uh, he was sitting for a really long time in pit lane ready to go out for the feature, and a car wouldn't start, so had to did not start and end up getting placed 10th, I believe. And then Adam Vandiver made his return to East Lincoln after probably about two years, I believe. He ended up not making the feature as well, or making it uh, – to, to be able to make some laps for the feature. But it was Randy Powell picking up the victory. I believe this is his third or fourth victory of the season at East Lincoln. Second was Jerry Oliver, who is currently still second in points to Cody Verbose. 
Third was Austin Green and okay. I'm gonna try to pronounce his name. Fourth was Pechi Fioramanti. That was the whitest way to say that, but uh, sorry, Pechi, if I said your name wrong. Uh, shout out Stephanie Cottle, fit. That's cool. This upcoming weekend at East Lincoln. Wait, no, I just missed a bunch of results. What is wrong with me? <laughs> I understand why people aren't in this live. Pro four. Okay, I right, was still going. Now, it's, and it's one of our buddies that won the Thunder Bombers. Justin Truitt picked up the victory at Thunder Bombers over Jeff Tibbetts and Ronald Pope. Tony ba Palladino, the boss man, was fourth. Matt Coley was sixth. Dustin Thomas, David Lucas, and Logan Sparks all got DQ'd. Uh, I know there are some issues there, uh, some discipline issues with uh, drivers going into different drivers' pits, crew guys going into different drivers' pits. I wasn't able to read into that situation too much, but uh, if they're going to have rules about certain things and retaliation against people, uh, they got to stick to it. You got to stay consistent. If you don't, people are just going to go wild, and we're going to have a situation like we did two, three years ago uh, with, uh, dang, what's his name? The 10 car. The 10 late model that used to run at East Lincoln. And my buddy, uh, Parker, Tyler Parker. Not not the Tyler Parker from Lancaster. But Tyler Parker threw hands on the backstretch of uh, Dylan Hauser. Dylan Hauser? Is that name correct? I believe it was Dylan Hauser. They were throwing hands on the backstretch of Cherokee two, three years ago. Still one of the most highly rated, uh, viewed BAM racing videos things of all time and you don't want stuff like that happening again. I don't care how good of a video is, I don't care how many views you get. You 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 want to see a clean, respectable hard racing overall. And yeah we do like a little bit of drama but there's a certain extent where it just becomes way too much. In the front wheel drives it was Alan Wyatt picking up the win. Eric Shaw was second, Sam McKinney third, Ray Tony fifth. Dallas uh, Dallas Griggs down in eighth your heat race winners were Sam McKinney and Alan Wyatt. Front wheel drive hot laps is Jeremiah Moore. In next gen kids, they had four this week. Fourth was Braden Sam. Sam. Third was Alex Scott, uh, Galloway. Third was Colton Sam. And the winner was Bentley Cottle from Moxville, North Carolina in the 511. In the American Racer Modifieds, what a surprise. It was Austin Self picking up his 17th win, 18th win, something like that. Uh, when we talked to Hunter Weaver a few weeks ago, he said that Austin only lost like two overall races this year, including with the American Racer Oklahoma Modifieds and with the Mideast Modifieds. And one of those was a DQ, I believe. And I, that might have been an American, American Racer race. Go back to the Hunter and, episode and see if that was correct. But that's how I remembered it. But he's just been on a tear. And we asked Hunter what, who some of his most impressive drivers in the Carolinas is, and he said Austin. And that says a lot. Uh, Christo was second, Jeff Parson was third, doubling up a little. Fourth was Philip Benfield, fifth was Riley Dunford, and they had a 10-car field. <coughs> Excuse me. Pierstock V8 was won by James Baldwin. Second was Chandler Barker. Third was the boss man's son, A.J. Palladino. Uh, good feel for them. 13 cars was pretty solid. And yeah, that is it for East Lincoln. Uh, I know I tried to get ahead of myself a few minutes ago, but they have a regular show going on this weekend, Saturday, September 30th, including the LS Sprints. Yeah, so it's going to be all their weekly classes, Renegades, Pro Force, Thunder Bombers, Front Wheel Drives, Powder Puff, LS Sprints, and Pure Stock V8. Uh, the only division it looks like it's not on there is the Next Gen Kids, which it looks like they alter alternate with Powder Puff like that each every other week kind of like same thing Cherokee does with like a, 
a next gen kids and like a pure not pure stocks crown vix they kind of alternate with some weeks sometimes they have both sometimes they alternate but a lot of tracks do that just try to fit in more different types of series over the entire season And if there's any comments in here, anybody want me to talk about certain things that are on, uh, on the Facebook Live, just tell me, just ask me, or just say hey, so I know you're in here. Yeah, that is everything for East Lincoln. You know what they're going to have this upcoming weekend of the 30th, and I think it's about time to talk about the place your mama warned you about. They have a full three-day weekend coming up with the Mike Duval Memorial with the Southern All-Stars paying $5,000 to win on Friday and $12,000 to win on Saturday. And we're going to go over Friday and Saturday. Thursday is just going to be open practice like Cherokee does with a lot of these big events. And Friday, let's see what they got on tap. They haven't raced in a few weeks since the Hall of Fame night. Is that right with me? That doesn't seem right. I think they had a race on the... Uh, they were going to have a race on the 9th. But that was going to be the open wheel madness that got canceled until next year. So, Friday night, we got the Southern All-Stars Super Late Mile Series. going to be running a full event. $500 to start, $5,000 to win. 604 Mideast Late Mile is going to be $2,000 to win. Renegade Sportsmen, Thunder Bombers, and the Pure Stocks are going to have their registration, their qualifying, and their heats only on Friday. And two features, other features going to be running that night are going to be the Young Gun V8s and the Crown Vic V8s running for $350 and $500 respectively. If you're going into the pits for the one day, Friday, it's going to be 35 for two days. It's going to be 70. Stands, it's going to be 25 for Friday. Both days will be 50. That's not too bad. You got a good bit of racing each day. Let's go ahead and get into Saturday and see what they got coming up. What are they going to have happen on Saturday? It's always nice to see Dwayne Keith and all of them in town. Like I said earlier, the Southern All-Star is going to be paying $12,000 to win, $800 to start. Renegade Sportsman is going to be one sixty dollars to start and $3,000 to win. That's all. That's big. That's very big for Renegade Sportsman. Well, it is V8 Nationals. Thunder Bombers, $4,000 to win, $180 to start. Uh, Pure Stocks, $140 to start, $2,000 to win. And they will also have the 602 Upwheel Modifies and the 602 Late Miles, each running for $1,500 to win. Uh, if you're being there just for one day, it will be $40 for the pits, $30 for the stands. And that's a good bit of stuff they got this weekend. And I was correct. Their last event was supposed to be the Open Wheel Madness. I got canceled. But the last actual race night they completed, I was there. It was the Hall of Fame race night. Uh, hey, Paul. <laughs> the GOAT. PNN is uh, checking in for a minute to see how bad I'm doing. I know he's going to give me some shit. But <laughs> let's see what else we got. Carolina Sprint Tour boys, they were at Smoky Mountain Speedway for uh, their event that was originally supposed to happen. I believe it was July 8th. And our boy Ben McCall, he's one of our biggest fans, one of our homies. We like to see at the track. Uh, can't wait to see him at. We're gonna see him at Sumter probably coming up next month. And he led the entire feature. He started on the pole. I wasn't able to keep up with too much of the night. Just checked on my race pass before they had the feature. And I saw Ben was on the pole, and I was hype. I was watching Bronzy Lawson's uh, Facebook Live. That's uh, Brianna Lawson's dad. He goes live for most of the. Most of the Carolina Sprint Tour races, whenever they're there, so it's been pretty much all of them this year. And Ben had him covered. He was gone, and then uh, had some issues with the stream. I wasn't able to see what happened later in the feature, but I know around lap 23, something happened with Ben, and he fell off the pace, got a little bit slower, ended up coming home in third. 
so who finished ahead of him? Second place was last year's champion Richard Wisdo, and first winning his second career Carolina Sprint Tour race, friend of the show, George Laux. Uh, it's good to see George get another win. I'm heartbroken still for Ben uh, trying to get another victory or get a Carolina Sprint Tour victory. He hasn't won in a while. Uh, a lot of people don't know is we, me and Ben tried to record an episode, it's like in the beginning, like February and March, even before the Carolina Sprint Tour season started, and somehow just lost the whole recording and they just never could get back around to recording another one. Uh, he will be on before the end of the season. I, I just don't think it would have been great to have him on, like, right after a hard loss like this, but I know him. I believe in him. Uh, I think he can pull off a win before the end of the season. If I don't, he's going to be even more motivated for next year to pull it off. And he, he's got the talent for it. Good with the rest of those results. They had 10 cars with him. It was George Laux taking home the victory. Second was Richard Wisdo. Third was Ben McCall. Fourth was Robert Tyler. Fifth was Brianna Lawson. Sixth was Jacob McLean. Seventh was last week's guest, Johnny Petrozelli. Eighth, John Frutchy. Ninth, Alan Brown. And tenth was the outlaw, Sean Vardell. He had issues and barely made it uh, anything through the feature. I think he made it. How's math work? He made it six laps. Well, four laps. That doesn't make sense. But he had just more mechanical issues. That's just been riddling him this entire season. I feel bad for him, but we still have a tight. See, there's something. I don't know if it made it onto the episode last week when me and Johnny are talking. I think it was after we stopped recording. But he was like, yeah, me and uh, Rihanna Lawson kind of have a thing where she never finished ahead of me. And it was kind of like a running joke. And he still beat her by like one position last week at Lakeview, even though he had the broken shock and all that stuff. And I, I just reminded of it right now before I clicked off of this. And Brianna finally did. She finally beat Johnny Petrozelli in a Carolina Sprint Tour uh, race, finishing fifth. Johnny got seventh. Uh, see who the fastest average lap of the race was George. George was the fastest over the entire race. I believe George was also the hard charger in that. Yeah, he went last to first. I thought that was a sixth the first win. I'm a little bit late on that. Uh, Richard went five to second. Brianna six to fifth. Uh, so only two real movers in it. It's hard to have a lot of movers when you only have a 10 car field. But really happy for George. Uh, heartbroken for Ben, but I know he can get it done. Uh, everybody in the Carolina Sprint Tour loves him. And he, he's a really good addition to that community. Now let's see what else we have for the rest of the weekend. We had the Carolina Speedway Enduro that had a little bit of, I don't know if you'd just say controversy, but... It, yeah, obviously, like I said earlier, if you want a full breakdown of the Enduro, our buddy Roadsetter Randy with Rough and Fenders and TPM James uh, LJ, they were at the race. Uh, Randy, he's mostly an up north and northeastern guy uh, covering asphalt, but he came down here originally this weekend to go see Martinsville, but it got postponed to when he would already have to be leaving going back home. Oh, uh, thanks, John. <laughs> I'll read the rest of it. I'll get back to you in a second. Uh, but Carolina Speedway, uh, I don't know who you are, but hi. Let me get my thoughts for a second. Have a sip of hard do. But uh, Randy and James, they did an awesome breakdown. Well, if you want to call it an in-depth analysis of the um, – Enduro, all 250 laps. They had a couple of buddies in it, Albie Ovid and Shannon Pachiti. Cool dudes. I, I met Shannon last year when I actually ran a bomber uh, alongside of him for James. 
Uh, cool dude, great family. Uh, really, like his son. His son's really cool. Kind of reminds me of a shameless character, even though I've never seen that show. I've only really seen like the TikToks. <laughs> okay, I'm getting way too far off. But uh, shout out to Barrett Low for winning that enduro. I believe they had probably 10, 15 cars at the end of it when they started at 98, and I think they were down to 30 after the first 50, 60 laps. I think I heard Randy and James say. But yeah, shout out to Barrett Low winning. He actually finished second. The unofficial winner. I believe he was in the, I can't think of what number he was or what his name was, but James tried to give him a DQ sticker, and that didn't work out. <laughs> Dude called him an asshole, told him to leave. He's like, who got DQ'd? Who got DQ'd? I got you a sticker. And it's, just, it's like an ice cream cone, and just says DQ on it. And like, Randy and James do that thing where if you uh, feel bad, you didn't get the trophy, you didn't get the money. You got the sticker, you get an ice cream cone. <laughs> it's like, I didn't take it the right way. James didn't go about it the right way. And ended up uh, getting called an asshole and getting get the hell out of here. And you'll have that sometimes on the big jobs. But uh, they're really entertaining dudes. And uh, I hate that I had to miss that. I had, I had some work, uh, work party stuff going on. And it wasn't in no condition to make it up there, if you know what I mean. But... Yeah, the guy that originally won, he got thrown out for, he had non-OEM spark plugs, but they were non-performance, he was trying to say. Uh, like I've said before, I'm not too deep in with the technicality, a bunch of mechanical stuff, obviously even spark plugs. So he had non-performance spark plugs that were non-OEM. And he said, I wish I should have just painted them. So that's just like, okay, just say they weren't stock and just take your L at this point. I know it's hard not taking home the 10K, but you should have been stock. Uh, and I, I don't know how much of a difference spark plugs really would have like made. Sorry, that got me a little frustrated. I just don't understand what's the point of the spark plugs. I know people like mechanics, like even John Winneman here, he probably understands that. More me, what difference the spark plugs would have made. But in other news, the Mid-East Super Late Models... They're going to be sanctioning the 2023 Prelude to the Finals at Cherokee Speedway with the Sprint Cars and the Late Models. I don't know if there's going to be a Sprint Car sanction because you've never seen uh, Prelude do a sanction before. And it's not like it can really be a USCS or a Carolina Sprint Tour sanction either because they're not 305 and 360. Uh, they're 305 and 360 divisions, not 410s. And I'm guessing it would be 410s since those are what's going to literally be running in the area for the next four days after with the World Finals at Charlotte up the road I think it's like an hour hour 15 so it's interesting to see what they do with the sprint cars uh, for the sanction of that uh, I feel like it's be a non-sanction like it was for the big box and the sprint cars in 2021 when they held that event at Cherokee and I'm just hoping they're able to have better car counts if I had to guess it'll probably be a 10,000 12,000 win and still to my knowledge it'll still be broadcasted live on XR like the other working man races were like the throwback 50 and like how the blue gray will be still a co-sanction at the end of the year with XR uh, for the Carolina Clash. Like it always been Carolina Clash for a long time. But yeah, that that's big to have a decent section behind them. I didn't know if it was just going to be like a working man race. Nice to see uh, Mideast get another event after they had the original one at Cherokee in July. That was won by Trent Ivy. They have, um, they're saying they're going to plan one more. And with Friendship now, Ultimate Motorsports Park opening back up, I thought it would have been there because it seems like Mideast has a lot of connections there. And that's kind of like what me and Nick Dietz were saying on the show uh, uh, about a month, month and a half ago when they were first planning to get it back open and have the Ultimate Race. 
Yeah, no, you're 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 hundred percent right about the too many regionals. I agree with you. Man, I'm getting hot in here, but <laughs> I I agree. Too way too many regional series. I was counting it earlier. I think there's like six that come in the state of North Carolina and South Carolina. You got Southern All Stars, you got Mid East, you got Carolina Clash, you got Ultimate, you got Hunt the Front, which they come to Livonia, that's close enough. And if you really want to count XR, XR Working Man, I don't know if you really would. Kinda. It's not really like a end of, end of season points. And you even have Summer Nationals, Spring Nationals, you can count that as well. It's just too many. It's just too many cooks. It's just too many people, too many uh, too many tracks held and too many big events and the drivers are being spread too thin. Uh, and I love a bunch of the series. I love a bunch of people with the series, but it just comes difficult when you have to choose. You have so much to choose each weekend. I feel like you're not getting as much of your coverage and stuff you want to be able to get out. And for the fans being able to see all these in person, and they have to choose so much and have so many weekends to choose stuff and people like might run out money throughout the year without being able to they have to kind of pick and choose very scarcely where like i can't go to this clash race because i want to make it to this xr race in two months or i can like i don't feel like this is the right time to have so many regional series and i feel like a lot of people agree and i i feel like i can still have that opinion while still being friends with a lot of people that run the series as drivers or officials and just anything like that other news that actually came out today, I think it's probably going to be one of the last uh, things on the show for today, was Ethan Dotson, who I honestly didn't know too much about him. I knew a little bit him being in the IMCA Modifieds, winning Boone, that type of stuff. But he signed with Coltman Farms today to be a part of their super late model program besides David McCoy and Kenny Collins, which is actually huge. I really think that's big for him. He's been running that Longhorn. He's been in the Longhorn Modified House Car for a long time. So I feel like this is going to be a big upgrade for him. It's going to be consistency. Give him like some uh, tracks to run consistently. Maybe he'll run a bunch of the Hunt the Front or some of the other regional series we were just talking about. But I feel like it'd be good for him. Uh, he'll be able to run more of the bigger events. Like Coleman Farms did awesome at Eldora for the World 100. And I think it's going to be a good big first step for him to go full-time with the late models and still be able to run that modified a little bit when he wants to. Uh, but besides that, if anybody else on here has like any questions, anything else I should talk about, if Paul or anybody wants to hop in for a couple minutes, that'll be good with me. I just might have to record the sound then uh, somehow get it into the podcast. I'll figure that out. But... Before we get out of here, I want to thank my sponsors of Front Wheel Drive Friday, Kyle Jinx. It was awesome to see him back behind the car last weekend at Lakeview in Front Wheel Drive Division after uh, destroying his 15 Nissan in that washing machine wreck on the backstretch back in April. Awesome to see him back on track, and I appreciate his support. Also, shout out to Victory Fuel, so having me a part of their ambassador program. Uh, it's a healthy, kid-friendly, electrolyte-filled like fruit drink, like carbonated drink kind of an energy drink but it doesn't have it doesn't have any caffeine it's full of vitamin b12 and a bunch of good stuff that give you energy and not make you feel too bad after uh, their throttle punch is really good i ordered a couple here just to make sure i liked it and make sure it was good so i'm not like pushing bad stuff in you guys and it's the real deal i finished them within a couple days really enjoyed them and uh if you guys find anything you want whether it's the drinks or whether it's some of their merchandise like they got some comfy shirts and find something you like, use code DOOMWITCH10 for 10% off their store at drinkvictory.com. 
that's going to be it for pretty much all the results we've gone over this weekend. We went over a wide variety of a bunch of racing going on with Travelers Rest. Uh, Harris actually has their vintage race uh, going on right now. It recorded on Tuesday night. Uh, we got High Limit going on at Lernerville. We'll talk that next week probably. And Michael, he is there sitting in the infield, which is really weird for Lernerville. And uh, Cody Verbos is still leading by 110 points in the Pro 4 division at Eastling. And Alan just told me that while we're doing here this little Facebook Live thing with it. And, uh, yeah, we a bunch of stuff we've gone over. Carolina Clash didn't get to run the big C at Fayetteville. Carolina Sprint Tour had a fun event at Smoky Mountain. Cherokee has the Mike Duvall V8 Nationals coming up. Uh, just a bunch of stuff. Still look forward for the rest of the year and rest of stuff that just happened. And uh, happy you guys tuned in for uh, this week's episode. Next week, I promise to have a guest. Uh, don't really know who it is, but if you want to come on, uh, you don't have to be a driver. You can be a fan. You can be a podcaster. Anybody you want to hop on and uh, join me for next week's episode. I'm welcome pretty much anybody. But yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this episode and have a great week.